Before we dive into today's episode, we want to make a quick but important disclosure. The information and advice shared in this podcast are intended to provide general knowledge and understanding about wellness and health-related subjects. They are not intended to replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health regimen. Remember, your health is your responsibility, and it's always best to consult with a healthcare professional. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Beyond the Mirror. This isn't just another podcast. It's a deep dive into the world of beauty, wellness, and longevity. Now, we're here to discuss what beauty really means beyond just appearances. We'll also talk about wellness, the habits and practices that keep us healthy, full of energy, and we'll explore the topic of longevity, looking at the science and realities of living a long, fulfilling life. So sit back, relax, and join us as we go Beyond the Mirror. Welcome. I am here today with Jennifer Warman-Bloth, and we are here to talk about longevity our podcast is Beyond the Mirror. Now, there's a reason that we named it Beyond the Mirror, and I want to have you talk a little bit about your background and your credentialing, because you have been in the aesthetics world for quite a while, and you have so much knowledge bringing that um, to this podcast. And so tell me a little bit about your background and how you actually got into aesthetics. You didn't start there. No, I did not. (laughs) I actually was in high tech back in the dot-com boom. That'll age me a little bit. And I, it was a great industry and I, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot and it has helped me in a thousand ways, just understanding software computers and such. It's outgrown me a lot and I am learning a lot more now, but uh, that was my start. And actually I worked with a lot of men and traveled often for my work. And my escape was to go to the spa. So when my coworkers were off playing golf, I was at the spa and I just kind of fell in love with it. I think I understood self-care very early because I've always been kind of an anxious, stressed out person. And that was a good escape. And you always look better afterwards. Yeah, you feel better. It's like, (laughs) I did something for me. (laughs) Exactly. And so on 9-11, the first and original 9-11, not not the, you know, Mm -hmm. anniversaries or anything, I was supposed to travel from Boston to Philadelphia by train through New York City. Mm -hmm. And I was packing that morning because it was, it was a, it was an afternoon train to to take that trip, and everything was unfolding in Manhattan. Wow. And at that moment, I was pretty unhappy at that moment in my job. I found it pretty unsatisfying, and it was kind of imploding, like the dot-com world was imploding at that moment also. You know, there it was the time when people had all this money and businesses and, but the companies weren't actually worth 
what all that money was being thrown at. And so businesses were just crumbling and it was just messy. And so it just gave me pause that day watching the, the terrible things that happened and knowing that life is short and I was unhappy and I literally, the second all of that was over, there was the Beauty Institute in Boston called Katherine Hines Institute. I enrolled, I think it was about a week later. Wow. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna make this change. And it was a big change. That was, a, I was it's making huge. six figures, easy, big six figures. I'll never forget my mom saying, you're going to give up your job to wax eyebrows? <laughs> and me kind of explaining there's like a lot more to it than that, mom. Oh and my goodness. at that time, there wasn't a whole lot more to it. No. This was yeah. 22 years ago. Yeah, wow. And, you know, it was a lot of facial waxing. There was lasers beginning to emerge, but they weren't heavily used and they certainly weren't used by estheticians. They were used by nurses and doctors and things like that. Yeah, it was more medical. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But then um, at some point we moved from Boston to St. Louis and I started working here. And when I began here, that, that was 18, 19, it was right around the time my children were born, 18, 19 years ago, almost 20 years ago, actually. And there was more emerging. That's sort of the beginning of, there was laser hair removal and there was IPL. Those were like the two main lasers at the time, but they were torturesome. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that old laser hair removal. I, I remember doing that laser hair removal and going, oh my gosh, why are people going through this? Like, this is <laughs> terrible. Just wax or something, you know? Yeah. But wow. It, it's come a long way. It is just tremendously changing and evolving. And I personally project that we see a time where your esthetician or nurse can transform your face almost as well as a plastic surgeon. And we're seeing that we technology. See yeah, we see that already. Yes. Yeah. And so it'll mean more natural faces, Mm -hmm. less downtime, less surgery. I'm not saying it's going to be gone. I'm just saying the potential is incredible. And the thing about me in particular is that I'm super into it, nerdy, following the trends, constantly learning new things, constantly adding new things. And I'm just meticulous. Like when we buy a laser, we don't take it lightly. It could be a 12-month process for me to go through all the options, try all the different products out there, and then land on what's truly the best product. And uh, sometimes that meant I'm spending more money on the device, but I'd much have it work. And so when we talk about cosmetic things on Beyond the Mirror, you're going to understand that I didn't take it lightly. Like I made those decisions with thought and time and testing, not just, oh, this guy says this is cool. So I'm sure it's amazing. So that's kind of what I'm bringing on the beauty side 
And I do believe that men and women feeling attractive does have such positive mental health benefits or just taking care of yourself is so tremendous that, you know, that's, it's, it's key to a piece of, you know, of health and wellness and they can marry together beautifully. And so that's where a couple years ago I started, we started expanding the practice into wellness because I was like, there's so much more than just the surface. And then that's where you come into the picture. Yeah. Yeah. And you have um, built this practice up um, and you have what, 20 employees now? Yes. Yeah. So basically elemental aesthetics was created in 2011. Okay. And it started with me alone in a dermatologist office, just as myself as elemental aesthetics. Mm -hmm. I did that for about five years or so. And then I wanted more toys and lasers and things. And the only way I was going to get those is by adding staff and because Logistically, financially, it didn't make sense to buy a $200,000 laser and just run it by myself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That would not be productive. So I expanded in 2016. Mm -hmm. And then again, in 2021, we did another big expansion. It happened. It all happened very, very quickly. Yeah. And it just continues to spot right now where we have just such good technicians. We really do. So smart Mm -hmm. and talented and mature. Like they've been doing this for more than a half a heartbeat, which is amazing. Yeah. It's actually phenomenal who, you know, me as a nurse, I don't know much about skin other than the function, (laughs) you know, and like how to keep it youthful and all the outside and all your knowledge. And I love how all the staff that you do have is so knowledgeable. I mean, they're really quick to answer questions. They can help with someone who's dealing with horrible acne that they just can't figure out, you know, or, um, hey, I want to get rid of some fine lines. All of a sudden, these are popping up or, you know, whatever it is to do with the skin. And so I do love that having so many amazing staff with so varying backgrounds and knowledge just at our fingertips, which is really cool. Yeah, it's been a it's been a blessing to be aligned with you and your amazing team. And um, I came into this with the nursing background. Um, so I knew when I was like two that I wanted to be in the medical field. I just love science and loved having um just the the ability to learn new things constantly on a regular basis. And so my background, I've been a nurse for 22 years. I grew up in California and uh, Southern California. And so we had a lot of uh, wellness and a lot of hospitals and a lot of amazing things at our fingertips because they seem to come to, you know, the, the uh, the coast first and then they make their way in and um, ended up here. Um, my husband got relocated here in St. Louis. So we ended up here in 2018. Now, along my journey, I was probably a few years into nursing. My mom was about 58 and she 
started passing out from her blood pressure medication. And then she started having anaphylaxis from her allergy shots that she had been getting for like 20 years. And so I was like, uh, mom, these are no longer going to be viable options for you to help heal your health. We are going to have to find different ways to address these things for you. You just don't seem to do well with modern stuff that's out there, the modern solutions. And so I had done some research and did some dabbling and found that, you know, there was a few different herbs and stuff that we could try, um, some botanicals that we had, we had used on her. Well, all of a sudden she started feeling better. I met a naturopath along my journey. The naturopath showed me how to use something called biocommunication. This is an amazing tool to help me find deficiencies, toxicities, and food sensitivities. I, she used the tool on my mom, found out that my mom had a wheat sensitivity, took away the wheat. My mom dropped 67 pounds in three months. I mean, huge. It was keeping her so inflamed and we had no idea. And it was funny because the first thing my mom's like, I'm not allergic to wheat. I eat wheat all the time and it's <laughs> completely fine. And then we're like, well, just humor me. Let's see what happens when you take it out, you know? And lo and behold, she comes off 12 medications. Uh, the 67 pounds comes off. She's kept it off the entire time. Like she's not gained her weight back, which is phenomenal. And so at that point I was like, okay, there's something to this holistic thing. You know, what else can we, how, how else can we bridge the gap? There's so much knowledge and power in helping your body heal itself naturally that I think we're missing on the Western medicine side. And so um, at that point, the naturopath and I joined forces and we were seeing 60 to 100 clients a day down in Redlands, California. <laughs> and at that point, she's like, we're so busy. You just need to get your own practice, your own tools and, and just open it up and go, go forth, <laughs> you know? And so then, um, I did, and we ended up leaving California went to Texas first and then 2018 moved here and, um, built up my practice here in, in St. Louis. And it's been amazing. Yes. That's all extremely like that trajectory makes sense, not only coming from California, but also we are in the middle of a revolution in healthcare and people are asking questions and considering different options than maybe in the past. Mm -hmm. And so it is the time. And it's interesting too, because wellness is evolving like aesthetics. I mean, yeah. they're both in this constant evolution mm -hmm. of knowledge and understanding and technology yeah. and data, studies, all the things. Oh, yeah. I mean, medicine in general has actually been an evolution forever. Mm -hmm. And I see wellness now being the next logical option. And ironically, some of that means going back to our roots. It really does. So then, and then I think along my journey too, I realized like, how, how do we actually get our medicine? Well, what they normally do is they find it in plant form and figure out what its properties are, how that works on the body. And then they synthetically mimic it in the lab and they'll call it a drug. Mm -hmm. And that's how most drugs are made. They have some sort of 
plant form that they're mimicking. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, why aren't we just using what God gave us? <laughs> you know, well, sure. The, 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 what is just naturally there and let's see how that works. Cause less side effects and our body seems to adapt to it a lot well, better. The, our DNA is designed to communicate Correct. with plant DNA. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. Whereas synthetic is hit, it's hit or miss. It yeah. might have a side effect. It might not communicate as well with a person's body. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one to say there's no place for medicine. Me either. No, mm -hmm. it's more, let's marry these together, right? Yeah. There's a time for a medicine and there's a time for a plant Absolutely. and there's a time for dietary changes mm -hmm. and there's a time for testing. You know, I mean, there's, yeah. it's, it's all, it's all science. It's just about how open-minded someone is to trying all of science, not yeah. just, not just the medically traditionally produced science. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's data on all that stuff. It's not like, it's not woo woo garbage, uh, you know, pulled out of the air. I mean, of course there's some of that. Let's not uh, kid ourselves, but for the and most part, there. the stuff that we're going to talk about yeah. has data behind it. It's not, oh, absolutely. it's not just a feeling or a vibe. It's like, okay, we've tried it X, Y, and Z, experimented on ourselves and others. And here was the, here was the outcome or there's data. Here's science and data and studies and information that is helping us guide us to that decision-making basically. Absolutely. And I, and I do also want to stress that there is a way that the body starts to compensate or break down. And there's also a way to help reverse that. And that's really what we do is we're looking at Number one, how can we not only just live longer, but live better? Because there, there is a point where we do have our Americans living longer, but they're living in nursing homes, you know, bedridden. And so think about like how it is that you want to live your last 20, 30 years. You know, I know for me, I want to live them mobile. And so when my mom got sick, it was very interesting because the, the thing I was more focused about was, you know, number one, I want to help my mom feel better so that she can live better. But then I also was thinking if I can help her and figure out what it is that's breaking her body down and causing it to compensate in a certain way, we start to reverse that, then I don't have to turn those genes on and I don't have to repeat that whole cycle my generation, and then give that and pass that down to my kids. I can be the change. I can monitor and foster a whole new legacy with my kids and my life based on the choices that I am making today. Um, and so that I thought that was very powerful sure. to be able to have that, um, those kinds of tools in hand to then offer that to my children. Well, and and actually, we are in a time where our longevity is lessening. It is. For the first time in history. It is. Not just U.S., a lot of countries. Yes. And so, you know, for a long time, we've been focused on modern medicine 
And now maybe it's the time to look at more than just modern medicine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's to look at ancient medicine Mm -hmm. and mix it with modern medicine and see if that can't improve, again, how we feel in the future. I mean, I think people in my age group and maybe even the even younger than me now are thinking or watching their parents going, Hey, I want to do better than that. Like I want to be mobile is a great word. I've never seen so many canes and walkers and such. And I think it just feels like that's on the rise in, in public. And it just makes me wonder why, like, why does that have to happen? Like, Mm -hmm. is there ways like we're going to talk about ways to work out. We're going to talk about ways to eat. We're going to talk about skin health. We're going to talk about brain health and sleep and all of the things that are just critical to making, you know, this whole thing together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. And, um, I'm not a wellness expert or I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have a title or (laughs) I don't have a certificate. All my research. I don't have a certificate. Yeah. I just, I just, yes. (laughs) I spent a lot of time being a very good internet person, finding answers and solutions for my own health issues, trying things that didn't work and trying things that did. And, and, and just definitely I'm like reading, 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 reading. I'm like Mm -hmm. crazy. I mean, she reads way more than even I do. And I read a ton. (laughs) I'm like, well, man, yeah, girl. people are like, when do you do that? I'm like, oh, that's when I'm not sleeping yeah. at four o'clock in the morning. I mean, you know, what else are you going to do if you're awake? If you're awake and you're wide awake. Yeah. And maybe that meant I should have gotten up at four because I had slept well. I don't know, but yeah. it, it's not, it's of course not just that, but I just am, I'm obsessed with information. And so the way that I've treated aesthetics and the way that I've analyzed how we brought products and services in is the same way that we'll be addressing wellness where it's like really thought through with Dina's experience and with my rabbit hole technique, (laughs) we can really find solutions to some crazy problems that people have. And just, I mean, how awesome would it be to help one, two, five, fifteen hundred thousands of people feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it can start with the person that's listening right now and continuing to listen on and see if our little pot of insanity over here and brains and kind of nerdiness will like bring you answers to things that you have questions about. Maybe it's just what laser should I get? And maybe it's how can I sleep at night? Mm-hmm. How can my gut work better? Like we might have to have a poop conversation. At some oh, point. I'm down. You know, <laughs> these things all are important and they're all giving you feedback on what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to combine our mental efforts to try to guide you on this mission. We can all be on together. And this is for men and women both, by the way. It's not just for women. Mm -hmm. I wish actually more men were in doing cosmetic stuff. I know they typically age on the surface better than we do, 
but they aren't aging on the internal as well as no. we do. Mm -mm. No. So we hope you come along on our journey and you keep following along and you comment and like and share what we're providing. And let's see what we can do. I do want to add, I think there's sometimes there's a, a thing that happens for us when our maybe like a family member or somebody has some sort of issue that we sign on to this contract that we're going to get it. And we're finding with epigenetics that it doesn't have to be that way. And that's a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about too on, on our podcast is just because someone else in your family has something doesn't mean you have to turn that gene on with your lifestyle. Lifestyle is the biggest key to helping your longevity and turning those bad genes off and the good ones on. And we're going to give you the tools to actually do that. And so we hope you stay tuned.